Well, 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 it is Tuesday the 19th of June 2012 and this is iDeveloper Live episode number 56. Our show today is sponsored by Rem Objects, and I'll tell you a little bit about them later on. But most importantly, he's back. It feels like an eternity, but everybody please say hello to Mr. John Fox. He's back. He's better than ever. He's tanned. He's rested. He's ready. He's, he's John Fox. Oh, wait, I'm John Fox. <laughs> John, I mean, that, that fateful day happened where you had a, cr- a crackly uh, Wi-Fi, as they say, and then... Um, you, you you just graciously bowed out in the interest of a of um i developer live professionalism which is something that the chat room says isn't around here a lot and um you know it's it's like you've been gone 3 weeks since then and, and and the world is almost like been falling apart i've sat here in the studio a lonely man waiting for you to uh, uh return to my ears i don't believe that's the case i think that that you were hoping that i would have like been you know killed at the beer bash or something so that you wouldn't have to have the minimum guilt that you you would otherwise have to tell me that i've been fired john i would never wish you got killed at the beer bash that would have been a waste <laughs> of a dub dub dc ticket okay so <laughs> <laughs> oh um now uh, between um uh when we last spoke you actually have been to to dub dub so before we talk into a little bit about uh some specifics let's just uh you know what was your overall impression let's just you know you've been for other than i think one year you've been for many many years now haven't you so how did this one compare um you know it, it, it was good as always i think that this was the a different mindset for me because i i was i was kind of swamped with with two client deadlines during the same week and uh, a colleague of mine that i'm working with on one of them um, you know, was also affected with that deadline, and and he's actually the guy who convinced me to to buy the ticket. Um, and so, I, you know, as, as usual, I spent most of my time in in, in the labs, um, but I was able to 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 watch even fewer sessions than I otherwise would. And you know, the 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 content was great, and what we can talk about that, and and, and the things that we are able to talk about. But I, I did kind of have a revelation in that it. The, the the conventional wisdom among you know people who have been for a long time is don't waste your time going in the sessions just go go to the labs take advantage of that situation because you can always watch the sessions on video and I would have to add my my little asterisk to that which is you never know who you might meet in one of the sessions and that in itself can be extremely valuable and and um, I did meet some interesting people during the one of the sessions um, and and that was cool. Yeah, I mean, people always say that uh, Dub Dub is about you know um, meeting people. Uh, the sessions are videoed, um, and therefore, you know, there's been talk that the videos will come out quite quick this year. Obviously, we're just a few days after Dub Dub as we record this, and uh, they're not out yet, but I'm sure it won't be long. Um, but yeah, often meeting people in the sessions is as important as meeting people in the parties, because actually, when you meet them in the sessions, they're sober and you can have a exactly. proper conversation with them. Whereas when you meet them in the parties, it's more of a <laughs> Well, it is. Well, uh, yeah. Parties I go to anyway. <laughs> well, this is the kind of the funny thing is because you know uh, 
a lot of people are, during the sessions, they'll open up their, crack open their laptop and start working on some stuff. And I had to be extra paranoid because one of the projects I'm working on is, is, is for Hollywood. And I've kind of sworn on super secrecy not to reveal anything, which was, you know, interesting challenge. So when I had to do it, I had to make sure I wasn't facing anybody. And, and it was also a little bit tricky because there were some performance issues on something I, I was working on. And it's not like I could drop down to labs and say, hey, here's my, my sample app. Wait, wait, that looks kind of interesting. Tell me about that. Hey, hey, everybody come here. So I, I could do that. So that was kind of a world of suck but that didn't prevent me from of course looking over everybody's shoulder and, and that's how I, I got to meet um uh you know the the, the guy who, who made um uh paper which is one of the apple design award winners and, and a great apple uh, you know the, it's it's he's a great guy hopefully we can get him on the show sometime um but i i, I met him afterwards because i said tapped him on the shoulder saying i'm sorry i couldn't help but noticing you know while i was reading over your shoulder and i'm really sorry but i was i was particularly interested in, in this tool that you were using and it's something I've been looking into. Could you tell me about it? Um, oh, and by the way, congratulations on your ADA. So you told me all about it. We, we traded a couple of emails that um, we have some shared interest. And so he's like my new best friend, <laughs> which is, was really cool. Oh, John, I'm heartbroken. Oh, I know. But, <laughs> oh, oh, Scotty, but you're, you're more than just the best friend. Scotty, you're like family. You're like, you know, you're the, 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 the drunken uncle. That I, whose company I've always enjoyed. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, obviously Dub Dub sold out in about eight and a half seconds this year. Um, the thing I noticed last year um, when I was in the labs quite a lot is the labs were a lot busier than in previous years I've been there. Um, was that? Did you find that this year, or, or you know, yeah. they organised it differently, or was it now? Well, you, know, I mean, you used to be able to go it, down there, just walk up to an engineer and say hi, and start start sitting down. Whereas last year there were queues. Well, it, it, it's it, it's still the kind of same pattern that if you go on on Tuesday, for example, the first day they're open, they're 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 practically deserted. So, you know, for another thing that I was uh, looking to get some help for, and something I'd never done before, IO kit, um, you know, the, the the lab was completely empty. I had the full run, and that was the case for anybody who was there. And, and and you know, everybody assumes that the only way to get the answer to your question is to look to see when the official lab hours are for the the, the classes or the the parts of that of the the frameworks that you're. Interested in, and but the reality is, is if you ask nicely, somebody has some knowledge. So, for instance, you know, I, I've been having problems with 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 NS Split View. Well, fundamentally, you know, the, the problem can be solved by using auto layout. And so, by asking the right person, I you know, I sat for you know a good 30, 40 minutes with the, with the guy who who wrote it, <laughs> an interface builder, and and that wasn't during the prescribed time. Had I gone for for that, you know, the time that was the prescribed time, I would have been in a long line with you know every other poor poor. Uh, word I can't say on the on the on the air, um, so I think that it, you know in terms of of learnings, never be afraid to ask because somebody will know somebody who's who's kind of there. The Apple engineers are required to be there. It seems certain period, you know minimum number of time. Um, you know, kind of interesting side note is that last year's bash was was totally overcrowded, and part of the reason was is because it was you know overcrowded with 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 dirtbag you know apple employees of any sort if you had an apple badge during the during the bash meaning even like an apple retail badge you could get in so by the time you know we'd been waiting in line there was no food there was no beer and there was no space now basically the only way that you could get into the bash and hear the band and drink beer was to actually have done you know done sessions and done talks and, and who knows maybe even kind of minimum stuff so the the, the the engineers that were there really wanted to be there and they were there they they kind of had to be there, so um, it, it's it definitely just 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 ask ask somebody in some of the labs, and 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 if you explain the problem succinctly, you never know how the concierge at one of the labs will, will 
point out that the person in the back of the room that, that nobody is, is talking to, even during the, the kind of big busy times, may be really the person that you do need to talk to. Uh, now, I, I've been following a couple of the blogs um, of people, especially first timers, um, who went or, or second timers and, and they were commenting on the labs and something that came up again and again and again was I wish I'd put my problem into sample code because demonstrating it as part of my main big app um, was really difficult or you know it was um, you know I'd proven it in some small way which I know is something that you have been shouting about for years so I just thought I would encourage you by saying you know people are beginning to see the things your way John. Well, can I can I can I gloat a little bit? So you know, I had never used uh, UI view. You know, sorry, <laughs> view based NS table view. So I was working on something where I, I needed to kind of put together uh, uh, kind of a dynamic. Really, it's a kind of dynamic data entry form. So I, I have some data which describes different attributes of a, of a class. You know, this is a date. This should be a a, a pick list. This should be a, a bool. This should be a you know a long bit of text, et cetera, et cetera, and. Um, it seemed to me that 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 uh, a table would be pretty good because it's simple two columns, and I just want somebody, some other class to do the layout, and I want to, as a delegate to be able to say, you know, at, at this at this column, this row, what do you want to put in there? So if it's if it's on the left hand side, it'll be a label, and if it's the right hand side, it's going to be a particular type of view that I can set up bindings for for a particular attribute of the object I'm being edited. So it seemed you know a perfectly reasonable use of, of the of the class but i'd never used it before and, and i ran into some problems having to do with with uh setting the setting the the first responder and it just so happens that you know it is pretty complicated because ns table view kind of wants to to hold on to first responder as tightly as possible and then you kind of put in a view and you you may have a text field in it there's certain things that you can do so i, I got it got it kind of working but it wasn't worked perfectly well. But because I had my sample code, and because I, I asked the right person, I, I asked the, the concierge, the, the guy who wrote, you know, who, whose current responsibility at Apple is NS Table View, and uh, it, it allowed me to 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 solve my problem. In the only way that you, you really can. Step zero is to have the source code for AppKit and and you know specifically the class that you're dealing with. And if you can't do that, sit next to the guy who does, and you know. When it became clear that that the, the the issue actually was kind of on their side, it was ultimately a missing delegate method. He he said, "Well, give me your give me your you know your your <laughs> give me your little demo app because I had to get going." And I, I went off somewhere, and by the time I came back, he'd fixed it, made it very, very clear. And then he says, "Hey, file a radar with this because this is something that would be useful to have in the future because you're you're clearly not going to be the only person to want this." So I, I felt totally vindicated. I really did for for my techniques, and, and I thought there. I, if only that thing, I got my money's worth because it solved a big problem. Whereas if you'd been sat there with this problem in your main app, he was no no way going to say, "Leave me your app." And, and, and no, that's what they say. No, and I, I wouldn't have been able to anyway because it, it's the classic problem. You know, you 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 have some bit of a functionality, and to get to it, you have to go three layers deep. In, and especially if your app is is data driven, you know, and then that data is coming from a service, and you have kind of API keys and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you wouldn't have never been able to get to it, and just you wouldn't be able to experiment. I mean, that you know, the the, the other thing, of of course, you know, as I was you know savaged at at, at NS conference for for my Fred Flintstone era laptop, all the more so. You know, there's no way I would have been able to to. Yeah, I don't have the source code for AppKit, but if I did, I never would have been able to 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 run GDB on it or LLDB. No, he was using GDB because LLDB didn't quite work for what he wanted. Um, 
to be able to do it and, and, and to be able to break and, and, and look at things as quickly as he was definitely not on my machine. So. Right. Well, there we are. You, you, that's a great segue you've just created there because there were new laptops announced in the keynote. Did you go to the keynote this year or were you in the overflow room or did you skip altogether? I, I made it to the overflow room and, you know, I wasn't, you know, I had a friend who, who was with me and he, you know, he got into Macintoshes at the same time I did, you know, back in, in, in whatever, 1984, 85. And uh, so, yes, he, this being his first dub dub, he was there in line at God knows when. And I wasn't able to catch up to him because they, they let people in earlier this year. So, I, you know, I, I couldn't. So I was just sitting on the overflow line that was wrapped around the corner. At least I was smart enough to know this time that by the time I arrived, arrived at Moscone, I went the opposite way because I know that three quarters away around the block counterclockwise, I would have found the end of the line. So I just went clockwise and caught up to them quickly and, and was suitably entertained. But, you know, again, for him, this is kind of an interesting thing. Because he's been around for the longest time, uh, you know, he knows who Bill Atkinson is. Bill Atkinson is. He's the guy who not only was invented QuickDraw, without which we wouldn't have had Macintosh, but he also invented HyperCard, which, you know, had it had network, as he said, you know, this, this notion of stacks with, with links between them was like the, the, the web many, 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 many years before. And, you know, he, this guy is, is old enough that nobody there really under, under 30 or so would have any idea who he is and and even even among those people you know you wouldn't necessarily recognize him by by face you'd have to know by name and then you'd have to recognize you know have some idea about what he did so there were a couple of of kind of older guys from apple you know who it's funny it's like they're incredibly pleased and and you know to talk about the about their things and talk about the perspective so my friend ted was like you know he was like sitting here with it with it with a grin on his face for for hours afterwards i got to talk to bill atkinson that, that was kind of fun great cool now in the laptops no in the laptops in the keynote they announced new laptops you've just been speaking about your um ancient machine i mean i think you're on it is it a 2006 Mac seven Two, seven please 2007 15 inch macbook pro um you you tempted Oh no! I, I, I'm I'm buying. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping that I can find that I can find in a store before I leave um, one with a with a 500 gig um, uh, drive, you know, SSD. So you're, going for, you're going for a retina, one, a retina one, yeah? Oh, definitely. I'm going for a retina. Okay. So Hell yeah! I want I, I want to be vindicated. I want to like rub it in everybody's face. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, I'm 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 I'd like a retina one, but I still don't think 500 gig is enough. And the 700 gig upgrade is a lot of money. But uh, again, yeah, if we're going to be living with this thing for the next three years, that extra few hundred bucks might be worth spending. But anyway, um, so, I mean, Retina, how does that affect you? I mean, you're a Mac developer. Um, you deal with a lot of photos and, and, and all this sort of stuff. You know, have you had a chance to look at how Retina as a, as a, for Mac apps affects you yet? Or is this all sort of yeah. reading for the well, plane? No, no. Well, I mean, I think that, that for, for certain things, you'll get them for free. I mean, of course, if you use standard app kit tools and you have media, your media and your standard app kit tools will look great. If you have custom controls and uh, that you are drawing with images, you know, now is the time to, to, to make them uh, painted, painted by code, if you possibly can, or at least get ready to have multiple sets of, of, of images, you know, the, the same dance that, that uh, iOS developers have been doing. Um, and it's kind of funny because to you know the the worst case scenario where where an app hasn't been upgraded. My impression of it 
was that it didn't look that bad. It's just that once you once you your eyes become accustomed to it, and and the, and you know a critical mass of people's eyes get accustomed to it. When you don't, you start to to stand out. Um, but you know, it, it it really is stunning. I think the the only the only people who are unhappy is. You know, I, I remember reading somewhere that the Kindle's app, for instance, for whatever reason, they use they render some text, and I guess they do it on their own, so they 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 don't get advantage for it. So now the onus is on them, and they they really have to because that really does stand out. But for a lot of people who have kind of garden variety, you know, uh, Cocoa apps, you know, it's not like your app is going to look terrible. It just you won't have the, the it won't it will be missing a, a final level of detail, which you'll want to do. But it, it's not like going to kill you if you don't have it on day one. So, so I mean, were you mainly are you using lots of custom drawn stuff in code in your app, or using images? What, what's it going to mean for you personally? Well, I mean, I think that that most of the stuff, like for instance, if you have kind of toolbar, you know, NS toolbar items or or something approaching that, you have a button with a with a toolbar. So yeah, I mean, at that point, it would make sense to go back to your designer and say, hey, can I have two X versions of that? I mean, I think generally speaking, if you work with a graphic designer to get some assets for you, you know, they always will say, well, what's what size is it going to be drawn to? And in reality, they're working in in Photoshop and tend to work at higher size. So, I mean, if they're producing something that's going to be shrunken down to whatever, uh, 44 pixel things, you may as well ask them to give it to you at a larger size because, for one thing, you might be able to use it in your marketing. If, it's, if you're paying money for a custom button and and some great functionality that's accessed in your app, I mean, think about you know Delicious Library or something, a button that represents a, a scanner or something like that. You may as well have the designer build it up at a very large size and, and reduce it yourself, you know, pass it to them to make sure that in the reduction it, it kind of was faithful most times it, it will um, and that way you'll you'll at least be able to be you know a little bit future proofed yeah I know when my designer sends me stuff he always sends it me in about eight different sizes <laughs> to file yeah. away for different uses and exactly in different, for- in different places and, and probably even the biggest one I get is reduced from what the photoshop file would have been Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. So that that's. Uh, I think it's it's worth doing that. Now, uh, it so happens that some of the buttons in Memory Miner, for instance, are, are 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 quite old, and you know the guy who drew them for me, you know, is now the the, the you know the creative director at Square. <laughs> so yeah, and, and we're still you know friends, and I, I run into him all the time. But it's not. So like does he have hey. time to fix them for you now? Then. Uh, I, I think he's probably not. So you know, <laughs> um, but I can get them redone and refreshed anyway. And 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 you know, I'm I'm. Yeah. So, the, the, I, it, happily, there I, I know a lot more designer these days than I did when I was just starting out. So next time we see Mr. John Fox, he's going to be there with a shiny Retina um, MacBook Pro. You going to go for the full sixteen gig of RAM? That I'm I'm kind of conflicted on because you can't conflicted. upgrade once you've got it. Yeah, but you know, the, uh, you know, this would be interesting. So I've been living with four gig, and and I think definitely I would prefer to have eight for the type of stuff I'm doing. I you know. I'm sure that the next rev of, of you know Xcode five will, will its baseline probably will be you know require twelve gig once it's running. Um, so, but I, I think if I, if I had to make a, a trade off, I would definitely get the extra storage and and, and be content with eight gig of RAM. But see, that extra eight gig is only two hundred bucks. Is it you know a machine you're going to be using for three years, maybe four? Is that years? the differences? Yeah, it's about yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like basically, you know, my son doesn't need college. I gave him my yeah. WWDC swag, so he should be happy yeah. with that. I mean, that's the thing. Now they've brought. I mean, when when Apple memory would you know that extra eight gig would have been eight hundred bucks. You, there's no way. Yeah, but now it's a couple of hundred bucks. It's like and you, oh, couple, but you can easily stick another six hundred bucks on a machine before you think about it. But uh, yeah, there we go. So uh, um, we're going to see you wandering around with your new Retina MacBook uh, Pro. 
and you'll yep. have a straight back because it won't be so heavy as the one you're carrying currently carrying around in uh, in your man bag um yep. and um you're going to be there and you're going to be running you know mountain lion because that's coming out in uh, in july now one of the interesting things about the keynote from someone who wasn't there is um when um uh Frederiki, isn't it was doing the um os10 stuff the mountain lion stuff um there were lots of um sort of like ooze from your now the cheering and whatever else was a bit i just made me a bit mad this year it's like yeah oh for goodness sake you know we've known about that for weeks or whatever um but again you know on, on the whole os10 side you know there was lots of like oh 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 for stuff that we as developers have probably seen for quite a long time because we've had access to mountain lion now that was going to say one of two things to me either most of the people in the audience there were iOS based and therefore hadn't seen Mountain Lion, so it was new, or a lot of developers haven't actually bothered looking at Mountain Lion yet. Um, you know, you, any comment on that at all? I, you know, I, I think I think it's definitely true. Most people haven't really looked that carefully at it. There are some some things I think that are cool to me. It, it it makes good on some of the promises, but you know they, they made this particularly with auto layout, and and here I'm kind of treading a little bit. I mean, it's it's, it's auto layout is is a known feature, and I think those that have made the switch to, to auto layout have run up against some some rough edges, particularly with some classes. Um, <coughs> <and a> split, <coughs> um, which you know uh, don't really behave terribly well, but all of a sudden that stuff is is really fixed. Um, and the the use of auto layout is is a lot easier now with with but that's that's an Xcode four or five thing um, as much as anything else. Um, so I think, but I think generally speaking, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves that that there's 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 not there's, there's really how, how much more can Apple really do in, in, into a desktop OS really? Um, just because the, I think that that the types of user experiences you can get. When you're bound to interaction being a keyboard and mouse, and yes, you have you know a touch sensitive pad and stuff like that, but but touch is not the the fundamental thing, and it's still not the idea that you know of the app being the thing that transforms the the hunk of glass and aluminum into some other object. We're just never going to get that with a desktop device because you know no matter what you have, you have a keyboard and a mouse or, or touchpad to it that's getting in the way. So I don't think they could they can possibly innovate so much. And the other thing too is that you know when when view based tables came out and people said hurrah that's so much easier to to do customizations for views than subclassing a cell, which is this oddball thing that that is a relic of of the times in which it was originally made. You know back when when it was next step and on sixty eight oh four processor 68 or 40 processors generally speaking i think you know coco and AppKit and stuff are 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 they're showing their age and there's nothing that can be done about it so you know i can tell you that personally i'm i'm, I'm far more interested in 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 an ios development than i am in in, in mac os development dare i said it so do you think uh, i mean you know apple are known for not being frightened to throw things away do you think you know somewhere in the secret bowels of Cupertino, you know there is a complete refresh to the whole Coco framework, you know, um, for Mac going on to just get rid of all the old-fashioned gumph, and at some point we're going to see, you know, maybe maybe OS 11, you know, is going to sort of just wipe the slate clean, and we're going to sort of have a more of a unified UI kit, 
um, in an appropriate manner across across the devices. I mean, I know this is real speculation now, but uh, you're right. Um, a lot of the trying to, I mean, even now, just stuff like core animation, it gets a bit better, but it just doesn't work the same way as it does in, in iOS because it's bolted into a system that was never intended for it. Yeah, I, you know, it, that, it really is hard to say. My, my gut says that, you know, that, that, that well, let's kind of step back and ask the question. What are the things that can be done on a desktop operating system for which, you know, you, you then need to have it around? So kind of what, what is it that makes the, the proverbial truck, right? And part of it is, you know, considerably more processing power, virtual memory, you know, wider variety of accessories that you can plug in. So right now, the only people who kind of really need that kind of stuff are developers and, and pro users, you know. And I don't think it's it's that far off that we can imagine that a, that a, a an iOS device, you know, now they, they they the only peripheral is is that USB connector. But what happens if, for instance, you could have a Thunderbolt connector, and for from that, you, it's like having a little uh, port to the the innards of your computer. You can have mass storage, other types of, of devices. You can have video, and so it's not out of the question that you can imagine that your 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 you know, a tablet, you know, your, your, your iPad, one or two more generations from now has, you know, considerably more power and, and, and capability and it can be docked into something so that if you do really want a keyboard or you do really want a particular type of input peripheral, you do really need to connect it up to a bunch of mass storage, you can. And so it becomes this type of hybrid thing. And I think at that point, then, then, then Mac OS just becomes like whatever. What, what do they call Apple? You know, the the the, IO, the the OS that ran on on Apple. You know, an Apple twos and that kind of stuff. Graham or somebody else would know, right? Um, and so, I so I, I I tend not to think that they're that they're going to do that radical an overhaul. I think that that you know they can they can certainly make it live and they can have a very enjoyable sunset. And you know, I may, I may be completely wrong, but just that that's what my gut tells me that they they can keep going the way that they're going. Make the make the existing app kit UIs more like UI kit, but without having to absolutely replace everything, because it, it probably wouldn't be a, a good use of their time. That's interesting. I mean, something that I think was clear from the Mountain Lion announcement and from the iOS six announcements that these are both very mature OSs now, and you know they they've basically been both sort of yeah, I guess officially sort of declared. Um, that they're going on to sort of annual releases and and what we should be doing now is expecting yeah they're they're, they're small increments what we're seeing is is small increments um in in these uh, uh os's on on an annual basis so we shouldn't be sat here i guess expecting major developments um there may be stuff under the hood you know um you know, will be changing for for developers because you know if anything i would say Compared to you know a major OS release, both iOS six and Mountain Lion were pretty underwhelming, really. Um, and I know they only release certain stuff, and some of it's still under NDA. But you know, I, I think it's fairly safe to say that um, there's no huge user features hidden away at the moment in either of those systems that uh, developers know about that uh, that the users don't right now. And and so we we need to get used to this sort of incremental upgrade. And dub dub each year might be coming. You know, here's the twenty new features that are in there. The twenty new things. You know, here's the Facebook integration or the whatever integration, and some sessions on that. Here's a few new controls or a few new behind the scenes things. You know, and that's the sort of common standard practice for dub dub going forward. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, there was much discussion and we've discussed it to death and, you know, kind of can Apple, you know, continue with dub dub as, as it is now, given the, the demand that it has and so on and so forth. I will, you know, I, I will compare iOS six to, you know, to, to well, I guess I would have to say line or something. I mean, you know, or, or, you know, there, there come these things where new, new, new frameworks, new kits come along, you have core animation and, or you have core data that they come along. And from a, from a user's perspective, you say, well, that's no new feature. It only becomes when the apps come along, but I, I will, you know, I, I did tweet and, and you know, the, 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 the class nine UI collection view, I think is, is, is visible to the world. And because of its name, people, you know, who are Mac developers say, okay, finally, haha, you know, our, our poor, poor iOS developer brethren are finally get something that we've had for a long time because we've had NS collection view. And, and what I tweeted is, was that NS collection view was seen sobbing uncontrollably in the back of the room and seething with jealousy. And it's totally true. I, I will say that when you think of the most fascinating kind of kinetic sculpture, data-driven sculpture-like, dis, you know, user experiences, it goes a long way to, to making that possible. And that the, uh, as a developer, you, you get, you know, another, another five floors built from you as you're trying to build a skyscraper of, a, of an app. Um, so I, I think that, that for, from the end user looking at it, they may not think it's such a, an amazing thing, but I think that we're going to see some really fascinating apps um, just because so much more stuff is, is taken forward of you and you just keep, you know, reducing and reducing the amount of stuff that you actually have to work on but that you are going to just polish like crazy. Yeah, it's stuff like that. I mean, take a look at Snow Leopard. Snow Leopard was actually advertised as no new features, um, and yet the the underlying technology for us as developers um, made a whole bunch of applications become a whole lot better um, very quickly because of the features that were in there for developers to take advantage of. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's always room for that. Right, I'm going to just take a quick, uh, quick shout-out for our sponsor now, and then we'll come and talk a little bit about Amsterdam. Um, so our sponsor for this show are Rem Objects. Rem Objects have been with us for, um, I, I don't know, virtually since we started doing this show together and the previous show together, I think, John, haven't they? I mean, it was, you know... Scotty, does, doesn't everybody love Rem Objects? Ah, oh, Rem Objects, Rem Objects, Rem Objects. Everybody, everybody loves, loves Rem Objects. Rem Objects. There we are. We've, uh, you know, that's uh, if that doesn't bring back some old memories, nothing will. Um, okay, what do REM objects do? Well, they, they do quite a lot, actually, but we're going to focus on this uh, tool called Data Abstract. Now, actually, um, Mark Hoffman from uh, REM objects is going to come on and we're going to talk a little bit about um, brief casing and multi tier systems in a few weeks' time. And so it's that point you'll realize that my um, ads for them have been really sort of probably technically incorrect. <laughs> because it'll tell us what it really is. Um, but effectively, Data Abstract is a tool that allows you to do multi-tier um, development with a, a database back-end hosted out there somewhere in the cloud and then multiple clients connecting to that back-end and it being served. But not like not, not like client-server where you just your client connects to um, a database. Uh, basically, your client connects to some form of intelligent uh, server that then handles data um, and data abstract allows you to do that which allows you to do it uh, remotely but equally that it includes brief casing so that the data can still be accessed and work when you're offline um, and all this stuff sounds oh yeah that sounds really simple but actually if you've ever tried to implement this stuff from scratch or you've ever tried to use a system where uh, the client connects directly via client server protocols um, you know to to mysql or something you know the point is the mysql um, uh, client is designed to be used over a fairly thick 
connection. It's it, 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 it's never designed a SQL client, for example, or this is with any database really. It's not designed to sort of you know be bandwidth aware. It just you know get me the data, whatever else, and doing so by basically putting this uh, middleman, your your intelligence server in there, <laughs> that issues uh, that that sits locally with the data. It issues the sort of broad SQL statements, and then does all the nice work to make everything compact to issue the results in you know batches and, and all that sort of stuff, which again doesn't sound complicated, but if you try this stuff, it's um yeah. So um, I'm just going to read a little bit from uh, the, from their website. Actually, it says Data Abstract is a framework for building database-driven applications using multi-tier data access model for a variety of platforms. Simply put, if your application deals with any kind of database access, you owe it to yourself to see if Data Abstract is the right solution for you. What I love about these guys is they haven't just written this stuff in some sort of common tool and tried to make it run on every platform. If you're writing a uh, you know, an OS 10 or a, an iOS client um, using Data Abstract, you are using native Cocoa. They've written all their libraries in native Cocoa, connects back to to the server stuff and, and all that. So really, you need to go check this out. Um, if uh, Rem Objects, you'll find it www.remobjects.com, and uh, specifically the Data Abstract stuff is at www.remobjects.com/da. Couldn't be much simpler than that. Um, the link will be in the show notes. Want to say thanks to the guy at Rem Objects for uh, sponsoring the show for a, a long time now. And every time there's sponsorship open, sometimes we don't do it because I'm too lazy and I can't be bothered. Those guys have been there for us, and so uh, thank you very much, Rem Objects. Well, I did not lose the opportunity to get somebody to go up and say, "Wait, aren't you Mark Hoffman from Rem Objects? Rem Objects? Rem Objects? I love Rem Objects." And it just so happens that the guy who I asked to do that was a, a genuine fan of it and he and it was it was a wonderful thing so <laughs> did you catch the moment for us though john i know last year I was it last year or the year before you we asked someone to go up and give mark a big hug and a kiss as someone did i did well i i i, I worked to get video of it unfortunately you know my 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 phone was was getting very full and as, as you know as soon as you are less than kind of less than 10 percent uh, space available it makes um starting up the camera and particularly video much slower so i, I missed the moment I'm sad to say. Oh, well, next year we'll have to find him and just have a a, a multi hug. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try some. We'll try. You know, so we'll try and be technical and we'll try and um, emulate some sort of Grand Central Dispatch hug. Um, hug <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A hug um, route, uh, routing and just see what we can get going in. in a hug queue. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> With a high priority. Um, Okay, going on at Dub Dub uh, this year, and I know you only popped in at the end. There was sort of um, you know an alternative. Um, the Amsterdam guys went over there and set up a co-working space, but they didn't just do a co-working space. They um, had a few talks and that sort of stuff. Um, and you popped in for a while. Um, okay, so just tell us the story. Uh, I thought it was really good. So it was hosted at a company called Stack Mob, um, and so they were very gracious to open up their their, their space. They basically took over half of their office, and they had a, a running series of speakers, and they were really good talk. I mean, quality. I mean, the the the, the guy who I, I I just popped into when I made it there on Friday, you know, Friday afternoon. I forgot his name, but he writes for uh, unofficial Apple Weblog, and he was giving a talk on on publicity and and, and how to get the attention of bloggers. Um, and it was really good. It was very well attended. I mean, I, I saw tons of people who ha- were at Dub Dub with their badges, but they came over because. Um, they they had the chance to see these speakers and they were very well aware of of what a difference uh, you know scale makes and it was they had very nice food they they kind of went to one of the the, the best taquerias in, in the city and got them to to provide all those things so you you had like a 
a burrito bar and you could fill it up with whatever you want. They had very nice beer and um, it, it was really good. And in the end, Mike Lee um, gave a talk, kind of an update on, on, on Amsterdam, which was really nice. So he, he talked about the, the new co-working facility that they have, which it's kind of funny. It, it was, you know, they were, they were asking him and he was kind of trying to, to, to recount, you know, well, okay, all this talk has been made about Amsterdam. Where are we? Does the does the promise, does the you know the the, the hype, you know, is it is it matched by a reality? And I I think you have to give it up to, to him and 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 mostly just because he said you know everybody wants to say this is all about me. It's not. There are tons of people. You know, about twelve people who are are working like crazy to be able to make this happen, and a, and, a, and a rotating group of people who kind of come in and out as 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 you know the the central folks become a little bit burned out. But you know when I first came to Amsterdam. When I first came to Amsterdam and, and I saw this great building, you know, near the train station, I said, "Well, that's a pimped-out office. How cool would it be to work there?" Well, it so happens that there they have this new co-working space, where where you know Mike's new company, um, the, his gaming company that he's 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 uh, mounting is, is going to be, and where the co-working facility for 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 Amsterdam is, and it's really cool. So um, I'm totally psyched um, since I'm going to be there for, for most of July and, and, and surely we'll be able to pop in with my little kind of audio postcard from, from Amsterdam. But, you know, his point was is that, you know, no matter where you live, Amsterdam serves you, right? You know, the, the things that they are doing there, speaker training, kind of weekly meetups, meetups with, for, for geek talks and meetups with families is something that, that – that you know is perfected there. It's starting to spread, and and Amsterdam truly is you know as as much a a, a kind of a recipe and, and a state of mind about cooperating with your fellow developers as it is a particular place that's there. You know that that's physically tied to the city of Amsterdam. But if you do go, and there's a very good reason to go, um, you'll find you know a lot there, and it's just going to keep growing. It. I, I I would would safely say that the, that this is a self-sustaining um, undertaking now. I'm mean, that's great, and I mean I think the fact that you're going over this year for sort of what three and a half weeks or so um, yep. is great because um, you'll be able to give us a uh, um, a good idea. I know um, Sormora did that mm-hmm. earlier this year. Um, I mean, you've you've specifically you know arranged a house swap and everything to make this work for you, and I mean, and that, that'll be interesting just to know a little bit about the logistics of that at some point. But we'll wait till yep. you're over there to do that. But I think um, it's going to be good to see. It's good that they've got. I think the co-working space based on when we went, which is a year ago now very early i mean amsterdam mm-hmm. was a couple of months older so i think the co-working space as a hub is is really core and it's going to be interesting to see uh you know with that there what's going to happen and how it's going to build really yeah so well we wish him all the best because i think you know the guys doing this they they work very hard trying to make it happen um and um you know they're very genuine about it you know they i don't think you know this is an empire building this is um community building and um you know that's that's really cool and uh we I sort of you know really do want those guys to succeed absolutely right well i think um people are probably bored of just the two of us john we didn't actually say at any point it's only us two today so if you've been waiting for the guests to come on there's not been anyone hidden in the background that we've just happened to forget about i just missed john so much i wanted to spend some time with him and i thought we'd share it with our thousands of friends oh thank you scotty <laughs> Oh, where's my vomit bucket? <laughs> it's right you, know, you, you give with one hand and then like, take it right away with a with a hammer to the back yes. of my head or something. He giveth and he taketh away. There we are. Right. Um, okay. Uh, 
what do we need to talk about now? I think we're probably coming close to a wrap, actually. Um, or sort of, we sort of semi, semi-announced something new today. NS Conference Mini was made public today. Just the fact that one is going to exist. So, um, if you're in, probably in Europe, uh, you probably don't want to come any further. Um, on the 17th of September, we're going to be holding on an NS Conference Mini, which is basically a one-day conference focused totally in on one subject. Um, you come and have, you know, we'll have a whole bunch of sessions based based on that one subject, um, plenty of access to the guy speaking, plenty of question times, you know, and really just about you know, getting an in-depth day uh, on one particular area of development. Um, we've not made an announcement what the first one is yet. We will do that very soon. The speaker lineup is just about um, complete, and we're just negotiating what the uh, the talks are. And um, yeah, I'm excited. So um, we we have announced today that it, this thing exists, and we've announced that it's the seventh. The first one is on the seventeenth. Of September this year, it will be in the UK. I can tell you that much. It will be in a place that is very convenient for people all over Europe just to fly in for the day. Um, probably a bit far to expect anyone to come from the US, but uh, if you really wanted to, then um, that should work as well. Um, and so there we are. So um, if you want to go to iDeveloper.tv/nsconference, um, there'll be a little uh, there's a little sign up um, area there where you can sign up and get information. It's just our general sign up. Actually, you'll get information about anything from our developer TV, but we don't spam. We probably send an email out about, oh, I don't know, it's supposed to be once a month, but it probably happens about every two months when I get round to it. Um, and when we do send some out, it's because we are announcing something um, or got some uh, genuine information there. Um, other piece of news I think has happened, John, since you were is the iDeveloper TV blog. We've recruited a whole bunch of authors um, to do that, and uh, we, we're setting up a whole sort of um, editorial process and a layout process, and uh, so hopefully in the um, the coming months, the articles are just beginning to come in now, and we're just trying to get some of these processes worked out. You are going to find an incredibly rich iDeveloper t- content-based iDeveloper TV blog instead of just me saying the show's out. So um, I'm looking forward to that happening as well, and we've got some great guys on board who want to write articles. Uh, my idea was there's a lot of people out there who, um, you know. They maybe write one or two articles a year, um, but because you know blogs to become popular really do depend on content, and um, you know so even though these articles are great, because there's only one or two a year, they don't tend to get the uh, volume on their um, on their blog. We don't get a huge amount of volume on our blog. In fact, it's tiny because basically it's only show notes, um, to which only some people want, or they'll go to the web page to view. Uh, so the idea was if we can get, you know, lots of people who write one or two good quality articles a year to put together and, you know, and start creating sort of 100 articles a year or 50 articles a year or something, we can create some traction that um, gets them some exposure, gets us some exposure and works for everybody. So that's the idea behind it. So I'm excited that that's coming together. That is great and grand and glorious. It is. There we are. And um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that'll be on the iDeveloper TV slash blog, but it's yeah, a couple of weeks yet probably till you see anything there. Uh, and this conference videos are still for sale. I'm going to say that because I haven't plugged those for a little while. Um, that's our bread and butter. That's where we make our um, our money that keeps our developer TV in business. We don't, you know, we don't make anything from these shows and the conferences themselves, really. And uh, um, you know, so it's uh, it's about videos. So please go and have a look and please purchase our products if you wish this broadcast to continue. Now that's probably <laughs> bad because. Probably there's lots of people who don't <laughs> have bought the product anyway. Right, I'm going to stop waffling now. John, tell everybody um, where they can find uh, your blog, who you're on Twitter, and all the normal stuff that we do at this point. 
Well, I'm John Fox. You can find all about me and my product, Memory Miner, at memoryminer.com. I keep a blog there at memoryminer.com slash blog. You can follow me on Twitter as Jembe, D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And I am Scotty, and you can uh, follow me as MacDevNet on Twitter. That's my personal account. You can find out what's going on at iDeveloper TV by following iDeveloper TV. And if you only want to know about stuff that's going on for NS Conference or NS Conference Mini, follow nsconf there we are that's three twitter accounts you can check out everything that goes on at idevelopertv please go and uh, take a look we would much very much appreciate it right it has been fun john i have really enjoyed speaking to you again you sounded like you were just about to say something there i was going to say that you know can i in my very last moment can i engage in a little light-hearted character assassination john we love light-hearted character assassination go for it Okay, well, let me ask you something. If you were to come across an Irishman at a party, what drink, what beverage would you expect to see in their hand? Uh, well, to be stereotypical, I would say Guinness. Either that or perhaps perhaps whiskey? Whiskey with an E. Yeah, yeah Irish uh, whiskey. Yeah. whiskey. Uh, whatever. Okay, but you, you certainly wouldn't expect to find white wine, would you? Oh, no, I didn't even think they had that over there. Yeah, neither did I. So our good friend Damien, whose last name I will not even begin to try to pronounce, but Damien of Bright Star Software, who's a, a Twitter buddy and 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 uh, you know leads the Patty invasion that takes place at WWC, was seen at a certain party sporting some white wine, and I and multiple other people gave him crap about it and said, "You can't possibly be Irish." And he was desperately trying to defend himself and was not successful. So I figured I should pile on. No, I think that was very mild-mannered of you, John, and you could have done far worse to him than that. You should have made it up. He was drinking white wine, wearing a dress and high heels. (laughs) Talking about the buttery Chardonnay he's having. (laughs) But none of that was true. (laughs) We have a comedian over here um, called El, the pub landlord, and he he, he, uh, says all this modern nonsense is rubbish. His his main sort of theme around his act is, you know, it's... uh, a pint of something for the gentleman and a white wine or a fruit-based drink for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we will leave it at that. Chat room, there's been a few of you in there today. You've been generally talking amongst yourself. Um, Simon Wolf uh, was uh, with us. Say hello to Simon. Rawr. Goodbye, Simon. Apart from he's not there anymore because he's gone off to join the brownies. There we are. <laughs> okay, that's it, folks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, you take care. <laughs>